Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast. This is number 113. And uh, Spartan just suffered the first defeat of the season. But if we're being honest, who gives a fuck? Because we're still champions. Uh, joined um, by my very special friend, Sam. Sam, what's good, bro? Not much. Um, I've got the championship drip, you know, behind me as well. At Shout out Amazon, finally doing a good deal. You know, I think it was £59 in total. Like, no delivery fee because Amazon Prime. Came here, like, next day. And, like, I mean, it's fucking massive on me. 3XL. The hoodie's all right, though. Good fit. But, yeah. Championship drip. We lost today. But, you know, it was going to happen eventually. I think we all knew. Yeah. And, I mean, it came at the best time anyways. Uh we're already champions. Who gives a fuck? Again, yeah. Like I said, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll go straight to the uh, Twitter questions. Let me uh, pull them up here for us in a sec. Um, not a lot of interaction from you guys today. I guess everybody's still hungover from celebrating and stuff. I respect it. Um, <laughs> all right, we're, we'll start with um, Nuno Gabriel at Um He asks the question that really matters here. Should we have gone with our starting 11 considering who we were playing against, regardless of already being champs, or smart cho- choice by uh, Ruben Amorim switching it up to to test uh, different players slash strategies? Sam, what do you think, dude? Well, for me, purely for selfish reasons, I think we should have just done like a full rotation. Because let's say if we go out there mm-hmm. with 11 men, our best team when we lose, fair enough, we've won the league and whatever, but like we still lost. Whereas if we rotate, we have like... Max in goal or Andre Paolo in goal. Um, fair enough, you want to keep like the main, like Coates and Paulinho for his confidence. But I mean, for me, I, I personally would have liked to see a bit more young players starting. I think maybe the the 16 year old kid might have it's a big occasion for him. You know, we've got really got nothing to play for. Give give some of the younger kids a, a few minutes. But um, you know, I think I think Paulinho should have probably started. Um, I think. The game is def- definitely different without him, and that's no disrespect to the Braganza or Matthews Nunes, but the way Polina plays is just the, the best midfielder in, in the league. But yeah, personally, I would have liked to seen a, a fully rotated squad, bar a few players, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, facts. It is what it is. Uh, I agree. I honestly, before the game, I was actually asking for... Uh, Sugu to start, if you want me to be entirely honest. That's yeah. how like bothered I was about this game. <laughs> um, we'll get into that question in a sec. Uh, Christian, uh, who couldn't make it today, um, he asks, uh, why can we score three against Befica, but not more than two against literally anyone else? Uh, it's a good point. Uh, we'll get into the game, though, uh, and I'm sure we'll answer that. Um, next question comes in from uh, J at JJAS Ferreira. Does this result give Luis Felipe Vieira and Jorge more oxygen and approval amongst fans? And if so, is this a good thing? Uh, a good thing for us looking at the next season? Uh, that's a good question. What do you think, Sam? Without showing any disrespect to Benfica, obviously they played a great game today and they fully deserve the victory, no doubt about it. But um, I, I think. From I, I from Benfica fans I talk to, they're still very much Vieira out, and uh, I'm not too sure about George Jesus, but I know he's on a shit ton of money, and finishing third, no matter who the team is spending a hundred million, is never going to go well. And obviously, Luis Felipe Vieira is in a few court cases um, to do with debt. 
I, I generally think from an outsider's perspective, I think a lot of Benfica fans have lost the trust and respect for him. And I'm not sure about you, but I think he's never going to get it back. I think he'll get it back. I, I, I'm not to shit on Benfica fans. They did just beat us. But um, I think Benfica fans are very fickle. I mean, we were asking, we've been talking shit about Luis Rivera and making them known to his corrupt ways for years now. And only after a bad season have they really started. I mean, they just voted him back in a few months ago, right? Uh, yeah, it's true. only that they're in third. Uh, after spending a hundred million, that they're really asking for his head. But what um, has it been for? Is it four years out of title or three years? That for them, that's a long time. Like obviously, I know Arsenal's nineteen, and you can make yeah. the jokes if you want. But Benfica from two thousand and two thousand nine, two thousand and seventeen, they won like the majority of the titles. I know it's pretty much between Porto and Benfica, but that's three years is a long time for them, and they're they're used to to battling. The first place and on the big stages of Europe, you know, I hate Benfica as much as the next man, but the, the quality in teams they've had to make Europa League finals and semi finals like that, they went out in Europe. Fair enough, it was one leg, and you could argue if it was two, they would have gone through. But I think I, I, I don't see him unless they go on to win the title next year and let's say they do well in Europe. I still think. A lot of Benfica fans will be leaning to Vieira out. Fair, fair. It's only been two seasons. I just looked it up now. They won. It's this season and the last season they lost to Porto, and then they won the year that that they won uh, oh, eighteen nineteen. I think Bruno it is. Lage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruno yeah. yeah. Eighteen nineteen. So they won. But I mean, I agree with you. I think you know they're uh, they're already leaning more towards Vieira out, anyways, right? Like they're doing the similar to us, where we were like obrigado ostentium percent. Uh, they're doing the same to the 63% or whatever it was. I think George Zouz is, is going to be in hot water if they don't uh, have an excellent start to next season or if they don't make Champions League next season, uh, if they do stay in third at least, uh, which I think they will. depends. I mean, Porto Riwav just started, so we'll see how that game goes. Um, um, with, with that as well, though, you, I, I, I'm not sure, obviously, how much it would cost to sack him, but... I, I don't see them parting ways with him unless they have, even if they finish second or, or anything, I still think they keep him. But mm-hmm. I think this year for them was a disaster. And you can blame COVID, you can blame LSK, but at the end of the day, it's his, it was George, it's George Jesus, how he was at Sporting, not playing youngsters, buying players like, I know he's got a lot of potential, but Darwin Nunes for 20 million and him not being as, as good as like Gonzalo Ramos on the bench and these young players being loaned out, Thiago Dance to um Bayern, who I who I rate very highly actually. But um it's it's just how George Jesus has been. But and Luis Felipe Vieira knew that when he brought him in. I don't think he was he's he's gonna change his philosophy at the ages now. But um yeah, we'll see. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. We will see. Yeah. And and I think it's all the, another thing with George Zuz and I think what we'll see next season as well. Is they'll keep buying the Vertongans and the Otamendis, um, just these aging players. And if if Spartan continue to do what we're doing with the academy and still, you know, re, uh, producing results, if Porto, um, I don't know if it's true. I heard Sergio Conceição might take a year off, like a sabbatical yeah, or something that like well. that. Yeah. Um, so if they get a manager that decides to play their youth more, I mean, Conceição, I think, has done a decent job with their youth. I mean, they do play their own João Mario and. He does play his own son, and, and his son actually looks promising. Yeah. Um, 
Ram, uh, Baru, he's played as well. He's played Diogo. I know Ray. he's rotated the, the goalkeeper a few times as well. That Diego Costa. Yeah, Diogo Costa, exactly. I mean, they're doing a decent job on uh, in terms of playing their youth and, and getting some results. Uh, mind you, they they won't win a, a trophy this season, but that's just this season. Um, if 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 George Zouz continues to do what George Zouz does and buys the old players that cost a lot more, that cost a lot more on wages, and they still don't turn out results except for a, a win against uh, against Sporting. Congratulations. You know, if they don't get any trophies from that, like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely going to, they're going to be asking for his head. They've been asking for his head already. So, um, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, um, and does that benefit us? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if that'll benefit us. Uh, Luis Vieira leaving Benfica, it might, uh, but who knows that if another guy comes in, I won't say buy, pays the ref even more, but doesn't put Benfica into like a better a better place with all the money they have, right? Yeah, um, yeah. They, they've, like we said, they've still got young players coming through as well. So if yeah. if they get a new manager or if George Jesus make, because to be fair to George Jesus, when I believe when he was at Sporting, he did call up, I think Matus Pereira and I th maybe Cosens was one as well. Pellini, yeah, and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Joseph Martins was him as well. Or it might have been probably um, Marcus Silva before. So. I mean, players that in value have, have gone up and he, he recognises them, but I think he just needs to do it more often. Yeah, fair, fair. And Rafael Leão is another one too, Paul Vince. Yeah. He, he does do a decent job with, with the youth, but, I mean, more to be desired. Um, yeah, next anyway, question enough, comes enough in from... of praising Benfica and Porto. Yeah, fun. fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, next question comes in from uh, Marcus uh, Inkinson, however you say that. Um, he asks, uh, how good do you expect Daniel Braganza will be and what is his actual ideal position? I've seen a lot of people complaining about his performance today. Uh, what do you think about that, Sam? I think this season, and I don't want to hate on the kid too much, but he's definitely been better off the bench when the the opposition are tired and we need some creativity. When, when I've seen him start, I've not been too impressed. And I don't think that's his fault. He just doesn't get the, a lot of game time. He comes on with like 20... 15 minutes to go and he probably doesn't have like the sharpness that he was used to like Estoril or or even in the B team but um I think he will be I think he just needs maybe a bit more time but with Polina there being like the, the midfielders and if he continues to play Jean Mario or if he goes it'll be Matthews Nunes or William Cavallo who knows but like I mean it, it just depends because no one's getting past Polina unless he unless he gets sold and it's between him and Matthews uh, Matthews Nunes, and at, at the moment, I think I'd probably take Matthews Nunes to to start over him. But I, I think he will be, with time, will be there. But I think he still needs a a, a development in, in the squad. I think coming off the bench is a perfect role for him at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, our midfielder, our midfield went uh, went went missing, especially in that first half. Uh, with mm -hmm. him and Matilda Newtons. Um, but he, I think he's a good number eight. He's good on the ball. It's just, yeah, and he's good defensively too. I think today was just one of his worst games, but I agree. But he's better off the bench. Mm -hmm. um, next question comes in from Silva Randajout. Clever. <laughs> at SS or S Selva CP. Um, he asks, what do you think about Juan Pereira and Matilda Reis starting? Um, you know what? Let's just get into the game. Uh, let me pull up the. Uh, the starting 11 right here. Uh, do, 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 do. So we had in net, we had Antonio Adan in net. We had Juan Pereira, like you just mentioned. Mateus Reis. Uh, oh, wrong one. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. 
we had Quatch in the, anyways, we had Quatch in the back line with, uh, there we go. We had Quatch in the back line with Inacio, Mateus Reis, uh, and Nuno Minge, Bragança, Mateus Nunes in the midfield, Pot, Paulinho, and Nuno Santos up top. Um, and then, of course, João Mario Pelinga coming in right at halftime for uh, João Pereira and uh, Bragança, and Jovan coming in for uh, Mateus Reis. Um, Befica had Helton Late, uh, Verissimo, Otamendi, Vertongen, Vertongen uh, Grimaldo, uh, Diego Gonzalves, Weigl, uh, Tarat, uh, Cibolinha, Everton, S uh, Seferovic, and Pizzi, with Gabriel, Rafa, Nuno Tavares, Darwin, and Walt Schmidt coming in. Um, so, yeah, back to the question, Sam. Uh, what did you think about João Pereira and Matheus Reis starting? I think João Pereira was a lock just because of Porridge injury. Like, I mean, I didn't really expect anyone else to start. And if it would have been, it would have been Matheus Nunes right back anyway. So, um, Pelin, uh, sorry, João Pereira, I was, I was fine with, especially being the captain as well against Benfica. It's the sort of motivation that an, an old guy, no offence to him, obviously, needs. But um, Matheus Nunes, again, like I said at the start, I think I would have preferred Polina or maybe like a Jean Mario in there, just in terms of a bit of experience or, like I said, just rotate the whole team because it didn't really make sense to me how Amorim went with experience at the back with Matheus, Wright, Matheus Reyes and Guates and when Quaresma was on the bench and, you know, even up front, um, I know Thiago Thomas is injured, but on the wings, you he puts Nuno Santos instead of like Jovan or, or Gonzalo Plata. But um, I th I think, I, I don't, it's easy to say in hindsight because we lost, right? That it was a bad decision. But seeing the lineup at first, I mean, it, it was good. Apart from Pelini not starting. But then I say that's more, if you were to start two, I think I would have started Pelini and Matthews Nunes anyway. So in terms of the lineup, I'm not, I wasn't too shocked, and I think it was, in hindsight, obviously a bad decision, but at the time, I agree with it too. Yeah, I was, I was, and I said it in our chat, I was actually a little pissed off about Matheus Reis starting. That was my only thing. I wasn't even too bothered about uh, Matheus Nunes and Baragansa. I didn't expect them to perform that badly, especially in the, or, or in the first, I should say. Um, Matheus Reis, I'm not convinced that he's a center back at all, and uh Friend of the show, Patrick, uh, I think it's Patrick Swatch, he even tweeted out, and I agree with him a thousand percent, the experiment of Mateusz Reis at center back is is not looking good. You know, I, he, made, he made me miss Neto out there. I think today, he, um, if we're going to rotate the squad, I think, why wouldn't Amorim play, play Kurajma? Uh, I, I, I think Inacio is a, a stonewall in that defense. I don't see mm -hmm. why he insists on keeping him on the right side of defense and not throwing him on the left side of defense, seeing as he's left-footed. Um, he gives us the same characteristics or at least similar characteristics to what Fidal does. I think uh, Inasu is really good on the ball as well. Um, but that's just, I guess that's just me nitpicking. I just haven't been impressed with Matheus Reis at all, you know, whether that's in center back or, or left wing back. Um, I think he has much to be desired, um, especially his passing. His passing is just terrible in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Um, I think there's just one more uh, question and then we'll get right into the game. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, this question is perfect. Um, it comes in from Chris at underscore fairly local, local with a zero. He asks, thoughts on the first half? What were your thoughts, man? We were down 3-1. Uh, uh, well, 3 nothing for most of it until right at the end. I'll get into just the entire game, but I will start off yeah. with the first half. But in, in uh, just to start off, 
Benfica were the better team, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. There was no sort of shady business for me. I mean, the, the, well, I'll get into what I thought of the referee in a minute, but um, like, I mean, they outplayed us in the first half. They were, they looked like prime Benfica and we looked like, you know, last season sporting. So um, I was really disappointed with, with I think, the, the play, the occasion of the players got to them. And I know there is obviously that mentality of we've won, there's nothing to play for. But in the first half, it looked like they, they just didn't care. Like, I mean, the, the professional footballers, no matter what the game is, you should have that desire, especially against a, a rival. Um, but in terms of the overall game, in the second half, I was really, really impressed with with the, the, the sort of comeback we had. I'm not sure if that's Amorim's doing or just the players, but um, I'm not going to lie, Danny, at, at points, especially the last 10 minutes, I was like, we're going to draw this. Like, I've never been hopeful of sport in my entire life. Like, last season, if it was 4-3, I'd be like... Okay, when's Benfica scoring next, or or when are we going to get a penalty disallowed, or something like that? But like, can, it's, it's, can it's I admit weird. something real quick? Go on. I uh, I put a I put a little bet on uh, Spartan coming back, either tying or winning. <laughs> put a little fifteen dollars, five on a tie, ten on a win. Would have been a nice payout, but I I also I felt it once the three one, especially with Pot weaving his way through and banging that in. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm confident in this. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. But no, um. I was gonna say that I thought uh, I thought everyone had a really bad game apart from I was really impressed with with Pedro Gonzalez. He seemed like a leader out there, and for me, Nuno Santos as well. I thought was really good, especially in that second half. I think he really had the desire to to you know, you know show, show his former club like you got rid of me. It's like the, the, the grudge match, so to speak. But um, everyone else had a really poor game. Cuartes, I was really disappointed with. Um, I guess he's due a bad game because of the season he's had, and I'm not going to be too harsh on him. But the first goal he, he plays, um, who was it? Was it Safarovic on side? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Matus Matus Rice is positioning on that as well. So it's not just Coates; it's both of them too. But then um, for their third goal, Coates as well should should have jumped earlier with Verissimo, uh, and it's a corner, it's a set piece, so it's not not the end of the world. It does happen, but a mm. thing today as well. It's like. They did out. They were the better team, but the majority of the goals came from our mistakes, and that's a good sign. It's not like they dominated us, and every goal was was like unstoppable. It was like okay, Matthews Nunes gave away a stupid penalty, and he he's young, he's still learning. Um, I don't know what he was doing there, but fine. But like I said, the, the Quartes and Matthews Rice in the first goal was a mistake. The second goal, not too much. It was just fantastic play by Benfica. I'm not gonna lie. I I was even. Like Jesus, that was that was fantastic. There was there was no sort of issue on that one for me. But um, the referee as well. Like I mean, there was nothing outrageous. I thought, but he he kept his yellow cards for Ben Benfica and especially Weigel. He he mm-hmm. was due two yellow cards in sort of the first 20, 25 minutes. Didn't get a single one. He and I I thought it was going to be good because he gave Grimaldo one almost instantly, and I was like, fair enough. And then. Weigel made a few more tackles. Otamendi made a few more tackles that weren't yellows. And it's just some of the plays, I'm, I'm not saying just for Sporting as well, there were some plays that literally no contact or like minimal for both teams and he'd blow it straight away. And it really did kill the vibe in the game in the first half. Second half, I thought he did do a little bit better of letting the game play on. But um, yeah, the worst performance for me, Matthews Rice, Braganza had a, had a terrible game. So did Matthews Nunes, I think. But it did show as soon as we ran on John Mario and Polina how much better we did play. And Polina is one of the MVPs of the season. John Mario, I know us on this podcast have had a 
had a few digs at him. He's not been the greatest, but I think he today I think he was needed. And I think that's maybe why Alwyn was trusting him so much this season. But I did see a tweet that made me laugh, and I think you might have retweeted it, but it was like the one problem with Amarim, he does like have sort of a fetish for players that he just <laughs> will not drop or will not take out. Paulinho was one of them, which I understand because obviously record signing. Uh, Nuno Rice is, is like a weird one. I don't get. And at the start of the season, Luis Neto, he would not drop, even though he had awful, awful games. But um, yeah, I mean, we were out, we were outplayed in the first half. And I think maybe if we played a bit better, we would have got that 4-4. But I was really impressed with the boys' comeback in in the second half. We looked that we looked a completely different team. I thought we dominated them, and I genuinely thought Potter scored that fourth goal. But you know, it wasn't to be. But I was impressed yeah. with the comeback. Uh, a poor game, but other than that, we're still champions, so it doesn't hurt that much. But I, I would have preferred to to go and beat him. Facts, yeah, same. Uh, it's just hurt. It hurt. It stinks because it comes off of them. You know, if if we lose this game to like. Uh... To any other team, you know, barring maybe Maritimo, because uh, yeah. we also hate Maritimo, you know, like it, it doesn't sting that much. We don't really care. Um, I, I I agree with everything you said. And getting on to the ref, I'm going to ask you, um, do you think, because there's really two cases we're going to cry about and then Befica fans are going to cry about. I 1000% agree with you on the Weigel, on the Weigel thing, by the way. I think him not getting a yellow card is a joke. And Juan Mario on the first, his first foul, he got a yellow. And I forgot about this... Verissimo as well, by the way. I'm not sure if you're going to bring that one up. I was going to bring that, that up, bring exactly. Up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, João Mario gets his first foul. It's a yellow. And then there was a span of, like, five, ten minutes where the referee was just calling everything their way, even though we won the ball. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But getting on, to, uh, on Verissimo, I mean, clear penalty. Is that his second yellow? 100%. I was really confused why it wasn't given. And... Um... I, I just still don't understand. He was the last man. I know Fatonga was still there. He might have intercepted, but Pot was ready to shoot. And he comes across him, and it's a foul. And a foul and a penalty, and a yellow card. But I, I'm telling you this now. If Verismo wasn't on a yellow card, he would have been given one, if that makes sense. like He would have been given a yellow card if he wasn't on one, because that's a clear yellow yeah. card. I think the referee knew that it was his second yellow, so he was like, uh, 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 he's not going to give it, but... For me, that's the second yellow, and that does change the game. I totally forgot about that. Actually, that that is the one criticism I have of like big criticism of free because them going a man down at that point, they're going to park the bus. They're not going to probably bring on Darwin and and all the schmite. So, yeah, a hundred percent a red card for me. I agree. I agree. I mean, even even the. I hate that we had to watch it on Bit to Vic because those commentators were a joke. Fact. They were trying to claim that they got that. Um, uh, Verissimo touched the ball first before fouling him. There's he doesn't even get like you can think that he gets this close to it, but he doesn't even touch the ball at all, and he just mm -hmm. gets caught. So there's no excuse as to why that's not a second yellow there. Um, I've seen I've seen yellow cards given for less uh, in the box. Um, so I agree with you a thousand percent. And then um, like you said, against ten men, especially when we have the confidence, we almost scored, and they had eleven men right after. You know. Uh, there was just a big save on. I don't know if he ended up touching it. It was at least a corner. I don't think he ended up touching it. But Helton yeah. Late seemed to maybe have gotten a, a hand onto Pot's uh, potential hat trick um, winning uh, or tying goal there. Um, and then the other thing I have to ask it's going the other way around. Um, and that's what I'm sure Benfica fans are probably crying about is the potential red, either straight red or second yellow on, on uh, Nunu Minj. 
um, for potentially elbowing Rafa. How did you how did you think that play went? I think he was really lucky not to get a foul in yellow because one, he was last man and they probably would have scored. But um, yeah, for me that was uh, a foul and a yellow. So I'm I was really surprised that wasn't given. But there was also that one as well. There's two other decisions that I think Befica maybe have a, a right to moan about, and that you, when Nuno Santos need Vigo in the head. I'm not sure if mm. you remember that. And mm-hmm. then there was also the Matthews Rice studs up challenge on Pizzi at one point, which would have been harsh, but I think, you know, it was fucking stupid by Matthews Rice. So I think I'm not going to say sit here and say the referee was a Lampion because he wasn't. He was just shit for both teams. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Nuno Mendes for me, that that should have been a foul goal-scoring opportunity because they definitely would have scored if that doesn't happen, by the way. And that, that's not a knock on Adan or Nuno Mendes, but yeah, that, that would have been a goal for me. So yeah, 100% that should have been a yellow as well. So to me, I don't think it would have been because I think that's Nuno Mendes winning the position over over Rafa and Rafa falling following to the floor too easily. Um, I, I think I seen, I think it was Matt Paiva who put it up right after the the you know the Jardus press conference when he's like you're stuck in New York yeah! uh, <laughs> like that's the exact yeah. same thing that happened with, only now with a Benfica player it's literally one little touch and uh, as Nuno Mendes just sort of put like putting himself like in front of Rafa to win position and then Rafa just falling to the floor easily and claiming that it's an elbow to me I I, I I'm actually gonna disagree I don't think it was a foul if anything a yellow card should have been shown to Rafa for for simulation, um, the stuff was that, that one. Well, I, I a thousand percent agree. Uh, do you ahead, remember sorry. when Paulinho sort of kicked? Well, I say kick like grazed Otamendi, and Otamendi falls to the floor in that typical like, like you said, mm-hmm. the George Jesus. Like I, I love how I said this when it happened when he was in that press conference. That how he has the right to say that when he's got like Servi and he's got Otamendi, he's got all these players that like are renowned for diving. Facts. Sorry, sorry to interrupt anyone. No, no, no. Facts, facts. Um, the only other thing I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he was necessarily Olympian. I just think he was shit. The referee, because they they also called a foul on on Kowach for standing in place like this, not the Mendy running into him, uh, yeah. which was ridiculous. You know, um, and, and there was another play that I forgot. Oh, the Vigel one. I actually don't think I, I, I disagree with you there as well. I think Nunesense wins the ball first. I mean, maybe the and I guess I didn't necessarily see him knee him to the head, but I thought he won the ball, and then the referee called that. Um, yes. So the original foul, he he was so he tackled him, and I think he got the ball, but it was given as a foul to Benfica's way. So Benfica, um, Benfica, sorry, pal. <laughs> All uh, good. Uh, Benfica, uh, what was I at that point? So so Weigel got the ball, and the ref blew it to Benfica. And then Weigel goes to get up and Nuno Santos either uh, I won't don't know if it was deliberate or not, so it knees him in the head. And he does get like a, a, a blood running down his head. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but fair enough. Fair enough. Um where else can we go with this? Yeah, I, I thought uh I thought similar to you. I thought the first half Befica had, second half it was all us. I mean, I think we were I want to say Befica were the deserved winners, you know? Like, I thought that first half especially, I think, outweighed our good second half. Um, but with that being said, we had Pot hitting the post immediately after after their 4-1. We had a, a Palingu chance that, you know, the header, I can't blame him for the header, you know, but 
maybe try to head that more to the ground rather than trying to put that on the other side of the net. Um, but I digress. That's another chance we could have had. And then, like we mentioned earlier, the puck, I thought he tied it 4-4 right after we got that penalty. Um, it, I, I, we could have we been here very happy with a 5-4. We could have been here even satisfied with a 4-4. It's four, it ended up being 4-3. I think that's the story of, of Spartan season this year. Like, I mean, we're champions and all that, but the amount of chances that have went missing that we should have put away, um, today finally bit us in the ass, I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, I was I can't think of anything else. I don't know if you have anything else about the game that you want us to talk about. Sefanovic still tied with goals with, with Poth. Thank God. Thank God. That's another race that we have going for us. But anyways, yeah. I don't know if you're going to say anything. Who do you think playing next week? Do you know? Uh, Guimaraes. Okay, so mm, unless tough game. yeah, tough. They game. don't have anything to play for. Yeah, and then Ritterbo are gonna obviously they want all the points to stay up. Um, depend. I would like to see a full rotated team. So at this moment, we take the loss, we take the loss, or we take the draw, whatever. But like seeing like a, a, a you the I cannot pronounce the guy's name. Is it Esugo Dario? Esugo, yeah. Esugo, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, uh, I would like to see him start. Sixteen years old, maybe okay. start with with the. Uh, a more experienced man like Polina, sort of to guide him through. Charisma, I'd like to see. Andre Paolo, I'd like to see as well. You know, even if it's for like a half, say like if he wants to start Max and then bring on Andre Paolo, we'll start a Dan and bring whatever. But, um, and Tunes as well, I'd like to see for personal reasons. But, you know, um, in in terms of the game, of this game, the, I think, like I said, Benfica deserve to win. I, I, I'm not going to be salty and complain that we 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 did lose it ourselves, but they were fantastic as well. If only they could put on that all season, they might have actually done something. But um I don't know. If if Porto lose, right, Befica are still in, in for second place. So Rio Ave obviously need to step need the points relegation. Forens got a win today. Yeah. So and called. Yeah. So but in terms of the game, you know. It's disappointing to lose, obviously, never want to lose, especially to Benfica. But at the end of the day, we are still champions. Our, our last loss in the league, if you remember, was Benfica as well in July 2020. So that's nearly um, a whole calendar year without a loss in the league. So we should be proud of, of what we accomplished. Like, I mean, good point. Like we, we did lose to Maritimo, obviously, in the Task of Portugal. We lost to Lask in uh, in September in the, the Champions League, Europa League qualifiers, sorry. So, like, I mean, three losses Not all bad. season. Not bad, no. Exactly. Um, that's a good point. It's a good point. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, um, I agree, though. Yeah, next game, I hope, I hope to see a, a rotated squad as well. Um, uh, I was gonna. Oh, man of the match. I guess we can also include a, a Bifika player if you'd like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Bot because, like you said, I think his leadership today was shown. He he wanted that. He wanted to score even more. He should have scored or, or could have scored more. Um, and I think easily uh, one of his better performances at Sporting. And uh, quick mention. I think this is easily uh, match of the year. Uh, four three. Mm -hmm. It was un jogo de loucuras. But yeah, man of the match, dude. Uh, I just want to, before I ask, we're playing Maritimo, we're playing them at home. Yeah. So we've got the 10% fans, right? So it's, I don't okay. know what that is in the other lot. Probably like a thousand or something like that. Four thousand, right? 
Not about right. Probably, yeah. I think it's like fifty. So maybe ten percent is yeah, like four thousand, five thousand. Yeah. I would, if it is Joel Pereira's last game, just add that I would like to see him captain and like be subbed off, you know, just for just just mm-hmm. in front of the fans. But anyway, uh, I'll give two man matches mm-hmm. once, but if he comes to sport in, um, I was really impressed with with Everton. Um, I said yeah. it before we came on that I rate I rate him highly, and even though he's a Benfica player, he was great in the Copa Libertadores um, either last season or a few seasons ago. Um, Pizzi as well, shout out to him. He, he he played great as well. But for me, I'd, I'd give my match for Benfica to Everton, and for us, yeah, um, Pot was was levels above any other player, and Nuno Santos were probably up there for me. But uh, even Jovan when he came on actually was was fantastic. He did well, as well. Yeah. changed the, definitely changed the game. So, but for me, the, the two goals from Pot, um, definitely it was man match for me. Yeah, and 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 we did barely even mentioned that Nuno Santos, that goal was pretty nice. I mean, it was like side good assist as well by Paulinho. Was, yeah. was a good move around. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. I mean, let's talk a bit about the league then. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we have Riwav still to uh, still playing. It's still 0-0. I was keeping an eye on that. But as we just mentioned, you know, Ferenc and Boavista with a big win. Um, currently, Riwav, because they're tied with, with Porto, have 32 points. So they sit in that 16th playoff spot uh, that faces third place in the second division. Um, but between, I think Nacional is pretty much, yeah, Nacional is down, um, unless they win. Uh, no, I think they're still down. Um, anyways, um, between Ferenc, Riwav, Boavista, so Ferenc has 31 points, Riwav 32 at the current moment, Boavista 33, Maritimo 34, Portimonense 34, um, between those, uh, five teams, who do you see in second last and who do you see in that playoff spot? And I'll and I'll actually let me tell you who they play. For this next week, play Santa Clara. Um, Riwav plays. Uh, of course, it all depends. Nacional. Uh, Boavista plays. Gil Vicente, tough game. Maritimo. They have Gim- uh, they have Guimarães tomorrow, and then of course they have Sporting. Uh, and Portimonense will only have uh, Braga. That's actually tough. So, what do you think, dude? I'll, I'll tell you what I want and I'll tell you what I think because they are very much different. What I want is for Ernst and Rio Ave to stay up and I would love to see both uh, Madeira teams relegated because I hate going there because they always seem to either fuck us over or like weather conditions or delay the game. It's just a pain in the ass. So I would love both of them to go down. I really want for and Rio Ave to stay up and for Ernst, obviously because of Ryan Gould and like your sort of underdog story as well. They've got a Beto as well and um, Andre Pinto like guys, I know Andre Pinto was only here for like a season, but these are guys that have played for us. And for that same vein, Rio of, you know, Chick Gerald's, uh, Justin Dalla, uh, Carlos Mane, um, Marcelo played for Rio of, right? Mm, I think it's Mureides. Give me a second. Yeah. But um, again, the former sporting players, I, I'd like to, i like to see, because I've always rated. I've I well I don't rate Chico that much as a footballer, but as a human and as a person, great guy. Um, I know he met you know Irish Sam. He met him in a bar I think two years ago, and apparently it was like one of the nicest, like most like proper gentlemen. It was like really nice. But um, I think I would love to see both teams go down, Maritimo and Nacional. But I think it's going to be exactly the same as it is today. Unfortunately, I think it doesn't change. I think it's going to be. 
um, Nacional, Ferenc, and then is it Rio Ave in the relegation playoff right now? Currently, because they're tied, it's currently uh, actually hold on. Yeah, it's yeah, because they're tied. It's currently them. Yeah, because okay, Bovista yeah. is a point ahead. So I, I think it stays like that. And just to confirm, right? So the relegation playoffs is it third bottom versus third in th the second? League? Yeah, okay. that's interesting. Which the which that is a whole like other uh, thing in itself because the second division is spicy to say the least i think between um second and fifth or sixth there's still like three points uh let me just see uh shavjan actually won today um hold on shavjan and roca won as well against mafra um so it like in the second division it's currently roca is now in second a game in handle vizela play tomorrow against benefiel who's having a decent season there in seventh but nowhere near you know the promotions no spots Ferenc can still get promoted at with 58 points. Uh, Shavj can still get that third spot. I think Coimbra or Academica can still, yeah, two games left. I think they can still reach that. Does They're only four Almeida points behind Vizela. Say that who well made. I think he retired. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I think he played them retired. last year or the year before. And, and to be fair, right, Academica's got like a really weird fan base, but I've always liked their stadium. I remember when they made it into Europe and they mm -hmm. got the, the, the banner outside the stadium and it's, it's close to where I live in, I used to live in Portugal while well, I say my holiday places in Portugal. So like, it's literally like a 45 minute drive. And I remember the last time I went to watch, I think we won like four nil. And like, it's a, it's a big, big stadium for one of the, the teams, especially in the second division now. But like, I mean, I, I do, I don't, do you know, it's going to sound really weird, right? But when you see like a team's badge and you just always think like they should be in like, the first division. I have it's just a really weird feeling. Like I see Academicus badge and I'm like, okay, they should be in the first division. Like even like in the, the championship in England, I see like, I don't know, I know it's ages ago now, but Blackburn and mm -hmm. like Sunderland and all of these players that or teams that I'm just like, you know, a part of my childhood, I guess, is really what it is. But for me, I'd like to see Academica come up. I, I really do like Academica. Same. Me too. Uh, I like Academica and I'm you know, a, a Beta Mar fan, right? And that's like a big rivalry. Um, mm. Academica, they deserve to be in the first division, man. It's been too long without them here. But yeah, it, it's, like I said, it's a tough ask. It's four points now off Vizela. Vizela still have to play tomorrow. Coimbra, Coimbra play Benfica, or sorry, I keep calling them Coimbra. Academica keep playing. Uh, they play Benfica. Bibs having a good season. Um, I mean, Charles yeah, had a big Sh win today. Charles, I wouldn't mind coming up as well. When they were here, a few years ago, I, I always thought they were a, a, a good team to play against. Probably not like good for us, but like good, like when they used to go to like Benfica and Porto and all these yeah. guys. That they they're very tough away as well. When they had Ishtaku, they played like prime Barcelona some games, man. Like yeah. Tiki Taka, they were dirty. Um, yeah, yeah I, I would like to see them back too. As well. Am I right? Was Pataglia at Sharks? Yeah, he, he was on loan from Braga, but he was. Mm -hmm. um yeah still zero zero thanks Vitor for the update um and and another thing just on the second division since we're on here Porto Bay might get relegated which you'd love to see I think me <laughs> me and Christian keep uh messaging like back and forth uh because Villa Frequence and Oliveirense this week or last week at least they they won their game so they put uh Porto Bay bottom so that's another thing to keep your eye on uh Porto Bay might join us in the third division next year um join our B team in the third division um but yeah i mean between those two I, I i think so i think um i'm hoping i, I don't know too much about vizela i mean 
my dad says they're a big team like back in his day but i don't know these all that much i'd either yeah i'm i'm with you either shavs academic or even fadence i wouldn't be mind i wouldn't be mad at to uh get that third spot i think it's going to be fadence though um mm-hmm. i'm just mystic daniel throwing that out there and i think <laughs> but i think riwav is going to get that third playoff position or that that third last third bottom that playoff spot mm-hmm. um I think, uh, I think, and I think it's to the end of Florence and Nacional. Uh, one good thing that might come out of that, and, and we'll jump right into transfer talk now. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Gold from Fadis scored a penalty today, put them one nothing. He won the game for them, basically. I think he deserves a statue uh, in front of Fadis' <laughs> stadium if they somehow stay in the first division. But uh, do you see Ryan Gold coming back to Spartan or Mini Messi? I just want to point out as well, I forgot to mention this. Ferenc's kits are clean. I wish I had them. They are so nice. But like, um, I think the rumor is that he's obviously linked to us but because we have like a buyback or like a percentage, something like that. Mm -hmm. But I think Porto also were interested in him. And I'm not sure he'd... Yeah, Prague too. I'm not sure he'd come back to us, you know. Just because I don't think he's guaranteed that much game time under us, and that's not me being BK saying that players are amazing, but we no disrespect to Angle at all, right? But we've got youngsters coming up like Braganza, we've got uh, Matus Noon, even on the wings, we've got Gonzalo Plata, and we've got um, off the top of my head, we've got a, a few young players coming through. So, I mean, as much as I would love to see him back, I don't think he wants it, and I understand why he doesn't want it because he was burned. By us, I was the Setubal incident is probably the probably it did fuck him over a bit because I remember he was playing well, then he got called back, and then obviously he can't play for three teams or rest of three teams in a calendar year, so he was sat in the in the reserves. But mm-hmm. I, I would love to see him back, but I don't think it's happening. I agree, and and I'll even go further and say I, I would love to have him back. I don't think we should get him back because where does he fit into a Mudin system? If we had Silas still, if we had um, uh, even George Zouj, I'd say maybe bring him back because we sort of do play like with a number 10 or, or a false striker or a false nine sort of. And I think Gold can play in that position. I don't see Ryan Gold as much uh, as a number eight. I don't see him uh, unless Actually, he can. If mm-hmm. Pot goes, then I can see it. That's that the other thing I was going to say. He can maybe play the Pot position and maybe substitute him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rotate them. I mean, we're wearing for each guy. You that's another name I'll ask you about, but you know, so if we're looking in terms of rotating between Poru and Ishgayu, I can see us maybe getting a Ryan Gall to rotate between Potts and himself, but I don't see that happening. And I, I think we have, uh, you know, like you said, we have Braganza, we have uh, Jovan who can maybe, maybe even play the pot position if he stays. We have a few good, good uh, academy players, good B team players that I'd like to see given a shot. And I and I think we're gonna be in the market for for a decent winger as well. I feel like I'm forgetting a winger right now too that I can't think of. Um, but anyways, I, I digress. Um, what do you think of um, what do you think of uh, Ishgayu? When he was first here in his first spell, I'm I'm gonna admit that I wanted him gone because I really didn't like him at the time, and I think he needed it as well. And you could tell he's he's turning to one of the best right backs, right wing backs, whatever position you want to call it in, in the league. He's really came into his own. But I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say it for two reasons. He's going to be an expensive backup if we get Poro, and there's no point of having an expensive backup. And I think we should spend our money on the first team. And I, obviously, 
I, I think we could probably get someone um, from either another league or within the league or even within our academy to come in and be a backup right back. I don't see the point of of be having a backup that that's going to cost like 10 plus million or 8 million, probably some players thrown in. I would prefer to get someone either from the B team or just a cheaper option. And as well, I, I don't want to do any more business with Braga, honestly. Exactly. We're gonna we're literally gonna be Braga B, like how um Southampton and Liverpool were back in the day. <laughs> it's literally yeah. us and Braga. So I, I really don't want it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Even though I do like these guys as well, but yeah. Um uh, would you prefer Carlos Mene instead? I know we kind of brushed on it last pod too, but no, no, I don't want him anywhere near it. I like I, again for child purposes, I, I like him. He was like the next big thing, and the injuries did fuck him over. But I don't, does he even start for you, Arv? Because I know when Not we finally get him, he's gone off the bench. So, yeah, exactly. Let we, me see if he's definitely got today. better. In, we've definitely got Sorry, better in the academy. No, that's right. We've yeah. definitely got better in the academy. Um, I mean, is like I know we're not going to keep him, but like, is Diaby better than Carlos Mane? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. probably. But like, but like, yeah, I I don't want Mane back. I don't want him anywhere near the team. To be honest, I agree. Uh, I, keeping on the Riuaf topic because I do see him that he's starting today as well. He's he's had a I don't want to say de- yeah he's had a decent season at Riuaf. Uh, he was on loan or he's on loan from Riuaf at Spartan. Could play the right wing back position as well. Rafael Camacho, I think a forgotten name. What do you think about that? Do you think he's even coming back for preseason? He's he's damaged goods at this point. I just like I see Juice Box in the comments saying Rossier. I mean, I don't think he's I, coming back. He said no. he doesn't want to come back, which is understandable. You can say he's yeah. a rat, but like we did, especially towards the end of the season, did fuck him over a bit of just like not letting him get anywhere near the team. But like he's coming to his own busy cast, so fair play to him mm-hmm. as well. He's he's obviously was one before his injury was supposed to be one of the best right backs in Europe. But um I don't know. I think Camacho's damaged goods. He's obviously still young, but I, if he's okay to to come off the bench and like I know if someone for his age probably would prefer the game time at somewhere like Riawav or I know he was linked to into Croatia where Ristovsky went at one point, but obviously they went with Ristovsky anyway. But for me, no, Camacho, I think, needs to be sold or loaned out. He might become good one day, but I, I, I again, I think we, we probably have better than the academy. And I think why his value is probably at his highest ever will be right now is probably try and sell him. Or at least if we like sell him for cheap and include like a percentage of the next transfer just in case it turns out to be something. But for me, for me, no. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, in fact, I mentioned his name and I just got the notification he got subbed off. So I'm, <laughs> I cursed him. So there you go. Um, Garrick saying, Garrick, this is a good comment too, but I, I agree we shouldn't do necessarily business with Braga, but I would be all over Galeno and, and Muzrati. Muzrati's having a crazy season, but especially Galeno. I think we need at least another winger. Um, what do you think? What do you think we need from this team going forward? I know we still have to talk, you know, there's. You don't know who's about to be sold, but you know if if we if we take apart, we think Nunu Mendes is, is is likely to leave. I mean, sit, apparently the rumors of City don't shut up, so there has to be some sort of stock in it. Um, what else do you think aside from a left back, another right back? Like, what else do you think we need? Well, I know there is one other name we're linked to. I won't bring it up. I'll let you bring it up. Um, 
of the, the <laughs> midfielder role, but we'll talk about that in a, bit, in a minute. But um, uh, oh. according to record, we're um, link. We um, Amory Men Veran has already spoke about next season's reinforcement. They want two strikers, one uh, who's a mobile striker, and then I don't know what the other one would be. Maybe like a a, a backup, I guess, or maybe like a, I don't know. And I think it was a right back, a left back, and maybe that was it. And I think maybe a winger. But if I were to, to say the main priority is definitely going to be left back, even if Nuno Mendes doesn't go to City, we see the rumours. Like if you follow our um, the, the podcast account on Twitter, which you probably all do because you're here, but like Juventus, Lazio, Napoli, um, Man City, Man United, Liverpool. I'm trying to think of because I've had to tweet that many of times. The amount of pictures I've got of him for different articles. I think I have like 18 photos saved of him just to tweet out. But um I think left back is priority and a backup striker, because you know I'm I'm not really in the Tiago Tomas fan club. Although mm. he's won me over a bit with the, the, the meme material we've we've got from him. I really do appreciate it. But um I think to be honest, right, I think a loan move would probably benefit Tiago Tomas. Or maybe just play him in the wing, out on the wing instead of a striker, because I've I you you can back me. I've always said I think he will be a good winger, just not he's just not a good finisher. So if we oh, want yeah. to move him up to the wing and bring in a striker, I'm totally totally fine with that. But for me, a left back and um, a striker, backup striker, are my main priorities. I agree. I think if we can get Beto on the cheap from Portimonense, we get him. Um, no way, his value is way but, too high. I agree. I don't think we'll we'll get him. I'm not even mad at the Tondela guy. Um, the uh, Mario Gonzalez. Mario Gonzalez, 15 goals this season so far, mm-hmm. looking good. Um, let me just quickly uh, bring this up because you mentioned them, and I, I I just have to mention how much I fucking love this picture and how much I hope he doesn't go to Roma like the rumor is saying he will. What a <laughs> picture, man! What a man! Gotta love it. I'll um, try and I think, send I think, you this picture as well that um, in, in Sonia's tweeted. I'll, I'll send it to you if I have it. Just give me oh, a Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know that one too. That one also oh, bomb. Yeah. Uh, send that. I'll send it in the, the main group chat. Sounds good. Send but um, anyways, yeah. Like um, I, think, I think you're right. I think we need a, a for sure a left back. I think we need another center midfielder, to be honest. Um, I, it's a shame. Who who are you saying I was going to mention Ishtaku? Because it seems like Ishtaku is about to go to Porto. Uh, let's just say he's not very liked in the, the sporting world. Oh, William. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes. We have to talk about that. What do you think about William coming back? Because it's 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 a position we might need to fill in. It's especially if Padina does leave. He almost left this summer. Um, <laughs> now his valuation is even higher than the summer. So we could see him going to like. I'd say a, a Wolves wouldn't be that uh, unrealistic of an option, maybe even selling him to France. Um, who knows with – I'm not trying to bash this administration from saying this. I'm just saying who knows with this administration because they are unpredictable in the transfer market. They might be looking to sell Polina at the highest he may possibly be. Might go with us to the Euros. Might have a good Euro. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about William coming in, either filling in that spot, playing alongside him, Um what do you think? He he was a good player for us. I'm going to preface this by saying, I said this a few podcasts ago, probably like three months ago now, but if, right, we, we've won the league for the first time in 19 years, right? Coates and Polina have been there for ages. I would have no problem if they went to the current administration and said, look, we've won the league. 
our value is at all time high right now. I would obviously don't be a dick about it. Don't be like an Adrian or a Rui Trisha or William, whatever. If they are nice about it and say, you know what, I am grateful for everything that's happened here, but I I would like to leave or maybe like paraphrase it better than that. I'm trying, you know, basically, you know what I'm trying to say? Like they've, they've won the league. They, they've given everything, especially Cuartes was, was a joker at one point. And then from there, like all the hate he got to win a title and say with Pelina, if, if they wanted to say like my value is highest, so if you want to get a good transfer value f- for me, then, then do. But I'm going to be devil's advocate here, right? I do rate William Cavallo as a player, and I do. Okay. He's, he's in, I was going to be prone. devil's advocate if you weren't, but go ahead. Sorry, okay. sorry. Go, go, go. No, it's all right. Uh, so he's been injured with a back injury, and I don't think he's going to make the seller sell for the Euros, to preface that. But... He shouldn't. Yeah, he, he definitely shouldn't. But if he, if he came back, right, and he apologized for the way he left, and if he goes to play 100%, right, we've had Lampion's captain be our manager we've had a lamp someone who when he was at benfica liked uh, facebook pages that sporting was shit and sporting of this in nuno santos and obviously ruben Arim respectively if we can accept them right why can't we accept william if he comes back and sort of apologizes for what he did and if if william comes in and he gives us 2016 william cavallo our life i mean I would, I would probably, it would leave a bad taste in my mouth. Don't get me wrong, but if he come back and said, you know what, the way I left was was questionable. I regret what happened. Blah blah blah. Fine, but at the same point as well, he was linked to Leicester in January, right? And I think, I think realistically, what are Real Real Betis gonna try and get from us, considering they've got part of his percentage in Fidal in the Fidal deal as well. So unless they're going to sell it to us on the cheap, anything under sort of 15 million or, un- or under, which is, I don't think they'd say, I, I don't think they'd take that, considering I think, did they end up paying like 18 for him or something like that? In, I, think in... so. I think so. Unless it's like a loan with an option to buy. That's the only thing I was going to say, because I didn't read the news article. You you tweeted it today, right? Was it a, is it a, uh, is it a loan deal? Did they it doesn't say it just said that that we're we're linked to it we're linked to him and the news source i'm I'm gonna be honest i've not heard of it before it's a source in spain i think but um i don't know but like it is really difficult because i can see the comments already saying that like he backstabbed it and he did he 100 did did. no doubt in my mind but if, if he comes back and he plays well right and we let's say we win a title is anyone gonna still be I can understand if you're still not going to be his biggest fan, but like for me, if if he plays well, comes back and apologizes, then I have I have no problem with it. The only one I wouldn't accept out of those lot would be Rafael Leal and maybe Rui Patricio. I think I was going to ask ask you that actually because if you're William to take William back, and I think William was like the spearhead of like the conflict between the players and the fans. Uh, well, would you do the same with Rafael Leal? I personally. Okay, I was going to play devil's advocate. I'm glad you did because <laughs> I don't want William. I loved William. I don't want William back either just as an integrity point of view. And like Garrick said, you know, you'd rather have a professional lump uh, than a backstabbing Spartanista. Agreed. And especially because he was one of our cap- – he was the second captain, in fact, that season. Um, but similar to what you said, I mean, 
at, at first I didn't want Bruno Fernandes back. I didn't want Bruno Fernandes even holding the captaincy. And now I love the man and all is forgiven because he gave us an incredible season and a half, two seasons, however long it was. But William, literally, if he does come back, he has to do that performance nonstop. He has to perform to, to Bruno Fernandes' levels. I'm not talking about goal scoring, but as a CDM, in terms of he has to win every tackle. He has to put in a crazy like 95% pass completion rate, some shit like that, uh, mm -hmm. for me to forgive him. But on that vein, I'd rather have Rafael Leon back uh, out of all of them, because he was at least a kid listening to his dad, um, who, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a promising forward. I mean, after the Al shit attacks, he's probably looking at Spartan like this place is a disaster. Why would I want to stay here? Um, he's a, he's a rat. I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but I'm saying out of all I, of I, them, I, I think Rafael Leal more than any, and he, that, and Rafael Leal, I think has gotten the most abuse out of any. That bridge is burnt. There's, I think Sporting took him to court. Like, uh, there's no way unless Sporting say, you know what, that's, yeah. that 15 million that you owe us, because they're going to have to waive that if he comes back, because they're, they're not going to. He's not going to pay for free, is he? So, no, no. I just mean, I don't see that happening. And thinking about it now, I, uh, you said William Cavalier's beheaded it for me. I thought it was more Patricio, but I can yeah, obviously being the, the the captain and vice captain, you they're sort of both to blame. Um. Again, Rui Patricio, I think, is different because I don't think Adan is better than him in terms of ability, right? But Adan, what he's shown this season in terms of, you know, his, his kid was born in Lisbon and he said, my kid's going to be a, a sportingista. He's not, he doesn't know anything to us. He's just a player to us, but he's been fantastic and he's proven his performances. Even when he's made mistakes, he owns it and doesn't like... He doesn't sort of like let it linger, whereas Patricia made mistakes before, especially towards the end of it, and just sort of like let it. That was his his last month at Sporting was was Frangos and Arasint pretty much, and that's yeah. how he's remembered, which I mean is I guess is unfair, right? Because obviously he was there many years, obviously won the Euros as well, but I think Richard said it as well in the comments, if. It, winning does change perspective of, of opinion. And I think if William came back and, he, and we won, let's say we, we perform well in the Champions League, if we go to, I don't know, round 16 quarterfinals, right? For me, that, that's a success. If we win the league again, that's a success. All is forgiven for me. But I, I can understand, right? I'm not saying, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. Because I can understand why people say no. And I, 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 I can agree with it to an extent. But... I mean, I was I I was wrong about Amarim. I'll admit, I was I was on the fence about Nuno Santos, but I said give him a chance. But Amarim was one who I was like, no, and Fabio Cointra actually, and they're both Sorry. players that uh, or player manager that I hated for allegiances and previous comments, whatever. And they came and they showed that that they can like do it for the shirt and do it for the badge. So I. Yeah, if Amorim doesn't come and like does that, I'd probably say no. But just because of, of what's happened in the sort of the past year, two years, I wouldn't be against it completely. I yeah, but also Juice Box the Olive, he brings up a good point. These players are kind of done with in terms of uh William Adrian. I mean Adrian, I don't want Adrian ever in the club. Yeah, I'd, especially I'd after the forcing like, his way awful out. Now. Yeah, well, yeah, Adrian, exactly. But Adrian's done. William, I, I I'm with you. I'm on the fence about it only because he was a good player. Is he still a good player? That has a lot to be 
I, um, I, th I think he is, because when you think about like centre defensive mids, right, obviously he's got the back injury, like I said. He's never been fast, and when you get older, obviously that's what you lose the most is speed. He's good at controlling the ball and passing, and he's got some somewhat shaky defensive defensively. But in terms of, you know, how Pirlo went, I'm not comparing, obviously, the two, but, like, how Pirlo was, like, 40s, and he was still peeing passes. He was still giving, like, he was like an engine. He wasn't the fastest, but he could... He could pass the 40 yards and, and hit the player on the head. So I think Adrian is past it. Adrian is, is far too gone. And I think maybe that has something to do with the, the Leicester transfer and him not playing for, I think it was five or six months, which I think he, he fucked his career by going to Leicester. Mm -hmm. But William, I think he's 28, 29. I don't think he's older than that, right? I don't think he's in 30s yet. Yeah, he, he's had an injury, hence why he hasn't played it. But he's, he's had a lot injury of injuries well. at, at Betis, though. That's the other issue with, with William. And he's coming back to Sparty, uh to resurrect his career, really. Let's be honest, you know. Yeah. Uh, similar to how João Mario last season, he's 29, actually. He's going to be 30 next season. So similar to how João Mario came last season, he said he didn't want to come back to Sporting or, or come back to Portugal, and now he came back to sort of resurrect his career and i guess he has i mean i don't know if he'll be part of the euro squad but he has resurrected he has he had a good season nothing spectacular but a good season he's a I champion think might be, he's a champion at the end of the day exactly and he started most of the games at least um i think william is looking at that and wanting to do the same i think that's maybe why the paper talks and the agents are already starting to filter these things in to either get sportingistas ready for this or not and just saying as well, um, I wouldn't want him outright to place. If this is only if Polina goes, I should probably say that. If Polina goes, then fine. I don't want a midfielder Polina William. They're both good players in their own right, but fucking hell, that would just not be good. That like they're sort of they need to be on their own. We can't have two of the same players, otherwise they will just sort of leave. But to... on that same issue, I thought Portugal looked better with Danilo and William, and William playing sort of as an eight rather than a center defensive mid. But that's Fernando Santos parking the bus, really, and the counter. <laughs> we we don't really play like yeah. that here. We're we're I mean some some games we did. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Fair enough. I I I hope he doesn't come back because that's all hell breaks loose. I think. Um, but I I'm 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 still against it. I'm still against it because he did fuck over the team. I don't want us. But at the same time, I see this administration doing it because. Wasn't it that it wasn't that long ago that Varandaj or, or this administration gave him like a, a box to sit in to watch a game, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, remember that and him and I think Rui Patricio as well. Like, so it wouldn't shock me if we go ahead and do this shit. And they wished him. I think they oh, they wished them happy birthdays on social media. Not this season, I think, but in seasons before. So I remember there was that whole thing. They didn't wish. Oh, who, so they didn't wish someone who was under Bruno's administration, which I really can't remember. Uh, uh, Inacio. That's yeah, and they they wished Adrian a happy birthday, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely something this administration would put one hundred percent. Fair enough, fair enough. And sorry, Nuberto, I don't know if I was saying Florence or Fades, either or. Um, <laughs> my bad. Um, but anyways, uh, the only other rumor, um, our dream has come to an end. Uh, George Menz has put uh water oh, on the fire. Has it? Or is this just, you know, he's not going Mind there. Games. To, you know. He wants to up the price, baby. That's all he wants. 
The the thing is with the Ronaldo deal as well, we've had an awful relationship with George Mendes. I know it's improved recently with, with the players we've brought in, but especially under Bruno de Cavalli, we fucking hate he hated that guy. And like I mean, fair enough. So I think there's probably a, a bridge to be repaired there. But I I I think I said I think he's got one more season, like a PSG or a team like that. I, I don't so think good. he goes to China. Or he or he moves in Italy, or he goes like an Inter Milan or AC Milan. I don't, I don't, I think he's definitely gone from Juve 100. percent It's just mm-hmm. where he goes. I'm actually, I think they won today, so they might be in Champions League. So I think he might, he might stay. Depends on the AC Milan result, and I think AC was winning one nothing. Let me see. Uh, they are. Oh no, sorry, that's Roma. Roma's winning two nothing, by the way. But AC. Oh, it depends on the Napoli. And Napoli plays tomorrow against. Sorry for totally interrupting you here. That's okay. Uh, against Fiorentina, away at Fiorentina. Okay. But so like, it depends. It depends. Yeah. If if he doesn't get Europe, he's gone from. I mean, Champions League. He's gone from from Juve. I cannot imagine him playing Europe League at all, um, unless obviously they go out in the third round or something. Oh, sorry, if they finish third. In and the how much? Group. How much stock do you put into uh, UEFA even kicking them out of whatever European competition they're in next season, anyways? None. You think UEFA has the balls to do that to them no. and Barcelona and Real? There's probably, especially with fans coming back, I think they're not going to do that. And hopefully it, it goes to 100% fan capacity. But, you know, you can say what you want about the three teams, but they've probably got the, the biggest following of those three in the entire world. Barcelona, obviously, worldwide, Real Madrid, worldwide. Juventus, I'm not sure, are, are up there with those two, but they're probably the three. Uh, apart from maybe like Man United and like the three most marketable teams in the world. So for me, I think Ronaldo's going to PSG next year. And I will I'll call it now Neymar, Mbappe, and Ronaldo. Either th- I know he's been linked to Real Madrid, but I'm pretty sure um, the president, who her name is forgetting, I just slipped my mind now, has said no. And I think Ronaldo said no Fiorentina. to that one as well. Yeah, Fiorentina. Mm, um, I I agree. I think he's out of Juve. I don't see him moving in Italy. I don't think Ronaldo's much of a guy for conflict in terms of with the fans. You know, he wants to go to a country and wants to feel the love. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I agree with you. I think the likely option would be PSG. It depends on how much they're willing to spend. The thing is, as well, there's a rumor going around that if if um, if uh, Juve don't make the Champions League, they're going they're going to have to sell a lot of players because they won't be able to make any money, blah, blah, blah. And Ronaldo's going to be one of them. I don't think PSG pays that much for Ronaldo and risks that much, seeing as they already have Mbappe there. And I mean, Neymar is one of the most, you know, he likes to be the superstar, even though maybe he's not the superstar at PSG. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. how that'll be in the dressing room. Um, and if well, he's, even he's Pochettino been... can with all those superstars. Neymar's wanted to go back to Barcelona. Apparently, there was a rumor he wants to play with Messi again. And I know Messi hasn't signed a new deal at Barcelona. So it could be a window where both of those move. So if, let's say, Messi That'd does go to PSG with Neymar, then Ronaldo, I have no idea where Ronaldo goes. But, I mean, mm-hmm. are, we, are we missing an, an obvious one? George Mendes? Wolves? It's like, can you imagine him going to Wolves? But no, uh, I have no <laughs> I idea. Can imagine, Maybe... I can see him going to United again. Yeah? Nah. Uh, I but... mean, they only have Cavani up front, if we're being honest. But they also have like Rashford and Greenwood and all these young players coming through. So, I, but I reckon uh, they they take him. I agree. I think Ollie Ollie likes playing Rashford. I think Rashford now is a certified winger. Yeah, I don't think he's a he's a nine anymore. Even for England, I don't think he'll play as a number nine. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, PSG, yeah, I agree. I think he's going to PSG too, but it depends. Like, there's not many other options out there for him after that. Like the, the thing is with Ronaldo and what makes this move so difficult, there are a lot of things that need to happen for him to move. If Juve don't get Champions League, then he's gone. If Messi doesn't go to PSG, then he goes to PSG. If Man United don't sign a striker, then they sign Ronaldo. But I have no idea, to be honest. It's one of those I think I think he'll go to PSG, but I I I, I don't I don't know. But did you also see uh, Dolores on Instagram? Um he saw she quote tweeted or quote storied, whatever it's called on Instagram, uh, George Mendes' statement with like the, the clapping emoji saying that, oh, he's not going back to Portugal. And I was like, haven't you been saying that you wanted him back this whole time? <laughs> I didn't see that, no. If you go onto Instagram, it's still up there. So if you take a I'll look. I'll have a look. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 didn't believe, I didn't believe in him coming back. Not yet, at least. I think when he's no. 40, he'll come back. But not yet. When his career is coming to an end. And I think we may be at that point sooner rather than later. But not right now. I think he's still he's he's got the, the the mentality of I want to win everything. So if so, it's for me. It's it's he's gonna go. He's won everything with United. Won everything with Real Madrid. He's won everything apart from Champions League with Juventus. So he goes to PSG and wins another uh, league title. Who can say I've won four league titles in four different countries, being the top goal scorer in every one? Not many people, if not anyone. So yeah, I mean. So- I, unless he goes to Germany, but I've said before, the, the German philosophy isn't really the way of of buying old players. They sort of like to buy within within Germany. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't see him going to Germany either. Um, Philippe saying we've been trolled by an elderly lady. I agree. Thanks. I agree. But I think yeah, I agree. I think with Ronaldo, yeah, he's waiting for a Euro and a World Cup, and then he's hanging up the boots. I think. Yeah. Um, Anything else in terms of sporting news? Not that I else I can think of. Yeah. Um, Edro, Edro, Eduardo Quaresma is linked to Serie A team Spezia oh. on a season-long loan for next season. Would, what do you think? Would you think it, a loan move is good for him, or would you prefer to see him stick around? At this point, I think it's good for him. If he can't even get in when we're rotating players, I think a loan deal is good. Um, and, and a team like Spiezza would be good in terms of uh, feeling secure that we might get him back if he has a good season. What I don't want is like a decent team, like uh, maybe um, like Valencia or Monaco come to mind where it's like he, he gets in and if he plays really well, they can buy him. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think a loan move to, to an Italian team, especially like they, they focus a lot tactically and on defense and mm-hmm. it might be good for him if he's not getting into the team because of maturity um it'll be good to quickly mature without his boys around him right like uh yeah but i love the kid i hope he i hope he stays right i hope he can prove a point because last season when he came in we looked better defensively and i thought he played i thought he played good enough but um i think it was covid and the back injury sort of derailed his his momentum because obviously covid um i've i've not had it from experience but from what i've been told it does affect your fatigue and your sort of um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stamina. There you go. Stamina, yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, as long as it's not a lower option to buy, then I'm fine with it. But we know Verandas has done it with, oh, sorry, Susasintra has done it with um, Demiral. Verandas has done it with Matthews Pereira. If you're going to loan these players out, just loan them and either make the loan to buy astronomically high so they won't pay it or just do it without it. Because I'll tell you what, Matthews Pereira here would have been 
fantastic this season. And I know we didn't really need him, but him, Demiral as well, obviously playing at Juventus was is probably one of our biggest transfer mistakes in the last sort of 10 years, I would say. Because there, there's a lot. Don't want to yeah. get me wrong. Especially but... outgoing. Yeah, he's one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh there's there's two more rumors if if you're if you're done with that one, by the way. So of course. Yeah. The rumor is I'm just looking at my phone. Um Jovan met with Verandas and Amarim to discuss his future contract mm. renewal or transfer sale. Do you think he should stay or do you think he's better off going somewhere else? I think I mean I think he should stay. I, I, I like the kid, so I hope I hope he can stay because I think he has a lot to give to the team. Um maybe for the better of his career, for him to actually get starting time, he should leave. Um but with that being said, I've been calling, I've been saying that I think he's going to be sold for a while now. I'm surprised he wasn't in January. Mm-hmm. I will say, and maybe this is just me digging into things and looking at things in a certain way. When I was seeing the celebration of the title, there was some sort of exchange of words between Verandas and, and Jovan that didn't seem like it rubbed Verandas the right way. I don't know if I was the only thing, the only one that's seen that. Maybe it's my only crazy little mind. I played that in the, the backstage sporting video. No, just it's it's when it's the day, the day that they were going. So basically, they were going up to receive the medals. Whatever Verandas is there giving the handshake, and there's like an exchange, a quick exchange oh, of words yes. between the two of them. And then mm-hmm. it's sort of I don't know if it, it, to me at least in, in my you know PhD in in uh, in psychology and uh, you know body language, um, mm-hmm. it seems like like there was a conversation that didn't go right at least at least i didn't see any laughter between verandas afterwards um and then of course there's that whole batuk drama and and stuff that this administration currently did against them so with that being said you know i I think he's he's gonna be sold again like i said i'm surprised he wasn't sold earlier do i think he should stay i think he should because he's he's a good player he he's lively the only thing is i have yet to see him produce the full 90 minutes or, or or not off the bench you know, when he starts, he, he doesn't have great games um, where when he comes off the bench, he, he he looks like he can nick a goal for us. He looks like he can steal a game for us. He already has stole a game for us, you know, in the Tasa Liga. So, um, but what do you think, dude? For him, I think Sale, I think he should leave. I, I want him to stay. And I think a lot of it comes last season as well. After Bruno Fernandes left, he was sort of the, the savior for us. I know we still fucked up and finished fourth. But he was banging in free kicks. He was banging goals, mm-hmm. and like you said, he saved us against Porto. I think he also saved us. Was it Nacional when he came on? He got the assist and a goal. Yeah. So I yeah, think. True. But in terms of him, I look at him and I think you could probably do some damage in in England for a team like a West Ham or Crystal Palace or something like that, um, or even in Spain. I think. I think for if I were him. And if I were to take the sporting fan out of me, I'd probably say, you know what, if if Pot stays and if Nuno Santos is continues to be on form, then it's just going to be me off the bench. If he's fine with sitting and coming off the bench, then I get that contract extension done. But I think the reason it's not being done is because he wants to he wants to start and he wants to play, which is fair enough. And I mean, it's 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 a, it's a bad situation to be in, but we've got great wingers at the club at the moment. So and even if we, if we that mobile striker term, I know he's played there a few times, but for me, I would love to keep him, but I think he's gonna leave, to be honest. Yeah, 
Yeah, agreed. I think he just needs some some more consistency to him because he's like he's good one month and then shit the next month and then you know more consistency. You say West Ham, I say Championship. Go to the Championship and tear that fucker up like Matus Pereira did. Yeah, fair. But again, if I think if we get sort of fifteen million for him, I'd probably say okay, that's yeah. probably a fair amount. He's not played a lot. He's injury prone as well. You forget, but if we get fifteen million. Sure, we can invest that somewhere else. That that's one whole Paulinho, you know. So, <laughs> Max. But there's there's two more stories I just want to get into. Um, one they're not transfer rumors; these ones. But Sporting are going to be in pot one so far as we as we. It, I think it can change depending on some results. But we're at the moment we're in pot one with the likes of Man City and Bayern Munich. Do you think it's better for us, or will it be more difficult for us? Because obviously the Champions League is going to be full of fantastic teams do you think it's going to be it's better for us or no it's a it's definitely a a, um a more favorable position to be in because we can find ourselves in a group like uh benfica had a few years ago like i don't i can't remember porto's group but i think porto also had a fairly like um when they had was was that the one where it was like less i can't remember who else they were the benfica one that i'm thinking of is when they had it was benfica leon zenit and uh there was basil, oh, basil. <laughs> oops but i mean they 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 came out it poorly but i mean it's like teams yeah. that are like sort of at our level whereas like in the past when we were in the champions league and we were in either the third or fourth pot i can't remember now i think it was third we got mm-hmm. the likes of juve and barcelona in one group then we had real madrid and dort uh yeah and dortmund inter. in another group uh not into wait was it real madrid and juve or was it real madrid and I think it was Juve Barca, and then it yeah, was like yeah, right. Dortmund, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a plus. But it, it, nonetheless, it could still fuck us over because, you know, um, I'm trying to think in England. Okay, we're not in Man City's group, but we can still get a Manchester United, a Chelsea, um, a Leicester. A Leicester's, I mean, they won the FA Cup today. You know, they, they mm-hmm. can still cause us some harm. Um, you know, we can still get a Dortmund in, in, in England. Or, um, uh, sorry, in Germany, we can still get uh, we can still get Real Madrid potentially, you know, mm-hmm. with with in Spain if the Bledi wins. So it, it's tough. Uh, I mean, it'll still be tough, but it's it's more favorable. I mean, there's the odds of us getting that like Zenits and stuff like that are a lot more favorable. Okay, fair enough. I've you agree? Left, yeah, I 100 agree. But I've left <laughs> left the best story to last. Let's and go. This is a, a direct quote from everyone's favorite Suza Sintra. We could have been champions in that 2018-19 season if Verandes did not send Pacero away. He was doing a good job. We had a very good team. When I left, Sporting were in first place. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, is he wrong, bro? I mean, Pacero, <laughs> top-notch manager in the, in the world. Um, I agree, bro. Nothing more to say. <laughs> no, I mean, he's a clown, bro. He's an old man. Like, what do you want him to do? Uh, we weren't going to win the league that year. Were we in first when 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 he left? Oh, we were in first, but he only had like three games or some shit like that. We had three games. One of the games that wasn't in the the league, we got spanked by Benfica five nothing in the was it the Supertassa or was it? Yeah, I think that it was his Super season. Tassa. I think that was the Verandas. No, that was season. that was that was that was his that was Sintra. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure that was Sosa Sintra, right? I think that was last season though. And then, and then immediately after that, that I think Marcel Kaiser was our was our manager, not Pizzeiro. Maybe we lost right. Tassa, yeah, yeah, because we lost the Tasa Portugal, so we wouldn't be in the Super Tasa. 
It was the year, be- the year before we we won the Tasta Liga because we got yeah, oh, no, we got the year before that was Verandas. That was Verandas. Verandas yeah, won the Tasta Liga in Tasta Portugal. That's that same season that that Sosa is talking about. Funny enough, was it? Oh, maybe we were unbeaten. Maybe we were unbeaten then. I thought we because now we look back on it. That was the season, obviously, that we we got fucked over. But did did I because Arves beat us in Tasta Portugal final, but they. Folded or got relegated or some shit happened with it. No, 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 no. They still played. They, they, um, they folded last season though. So the, oh, okay. we lost to them two seasons ago or three seasons ago now in the Tasa. Oh, okay. Well, so maybe but yeah, that's just Super me, was last year. But yeah, but with that being said, I think Sosa Sintra is still a, a a crazy old man because I mean he's he's neglecting the fact that after he left. Uh, Pizzedu started really fucking us over. And we did lose games against Benfica as well. Like, he's forgetting about that with Pizzedu. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has a point, though. He could, We could argue, you know, the, the sale of... Um, the sale of Nani. The sale of Nani is bullshit. The sale of, of Monteiro is bullshit. Um, but I think Monteiro wasn't Sosa Sintra. But Sosa Sintra also overlooks his Demiral sale. He overlooks his... Two-year loan where we almost lost Palinga, who was immense for us this season. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- to be fair, right? And uh, I know recently he's changed, but we've given Verandas a lot of shit on this podcast before. But he was fucked over royally by Sosa Sintra's dealings. Because remember, Verandas came <laughs> here when he first came in without a transfer window. It was Sosa Sintra's transfer window. Diaby exactly. came in that window. Um, I'm trying to think who else came. Bruno, Bruno, Diab- Bruno Fernandes got signed. To, to, to that yeah. extension, which I guess made us profit. So you can say Sosa got that one right, and I'll give give him credit for that. It was a really overpaid deal, but he got it right. The Bastos deal though was fucking awful. A hundred thousand per week. We cannot afford that. I don't know how he even thought that was all right to to offer Bastos that, but a hundred thousand per week for someone that was that was. I mean, he was good, but a hundred grand a week is just definitely not. Like up there for me, um, Nanny. I think right. I love Nanny. Don't get me wrong, but apparently his wages were like the top earner. And I know he's a great player, but if he Randa sold him or released him or whatever because he was on too high wages, and I think I hated him for it. But I do sort like playing devil's advocate. I do sort of see why because obviously want to free up the wage budget. And then, obviously, that season where he had his first opportunity, he brought in some shit players too. But I, uh, Nani, Nani, so I'm just trying to think. So Demiral was Sosa Sintra. Nani was Sosa Sintra. Nani was Sosa Sintra. Renan was Sosa Sintra. Di- like you mentioned, Diaby for yeah. seven million or some shit like that. Sosa Sintra. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, 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 Gudeli, who actually didn't mind. Yeah, he I, I, I did. I did. Like, he was. He's not a CDM. He's a CM for yeah. me. He's an eight. He's not a six. Yeah. And I think he also re-signed Bataglia and he re-signed... Oh, yeah. I think he re-signed Acuna as well. But, I mean... No, Acuna did... never rescinded. Acuna oh, never not. rescinded. Was it just no, Bataglia no. then? Like, okay. he, I think he submitted his papers in late. That's why fans are really on to him. But if we're on to Acuna, then keep that same energy with Quatch because I believe Quatch did the same thing. Um, oh, okay. That's what, at least what I've heard. But I don't... Uh, Acuna yeah. didn't rescind. I actually oh. like Acuna. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. fully understand the hostility towards him. Because uh, he mean, was the one in the airport, if you remember, that he started the yes. talking between the, the Uvaleo and oh, the Diretivo and 
and for the players. sure, for sure. But I mean, if 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 we're gonna listen, he's Argentinian. He he didn't necessarily grow up in Portugal to understand like o grandeza do Spartan, you know. So I'll I'll understand, you know, if he's even if he rescinded his contract, I would kind of understand it with the foreigner players. It's I I have the biggest issues with the uh, with the Portuguese players that did it because they understand the magnitude of the club at least. But uh, anyways, that's sidetracked. I fuck with a queen. I love a queen. Yes, same here. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Felipe in the chat bring it up. I remember Passero didn't pick Matus Pereira. I think he picked um, Jovan or someone over him. And I remember Matus Pereira tweeted something. Oh, yes. Instagram. That's true. And I think that was Sousa Sintra as well, banishing him to Germany, if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm correct. And he, he was... Yeah, he was voted Young Player of the Season, which I think is Rookie of the Year in Bundesliga, and also scored against Bayern Munich, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So, I mean, he did more damage to the club than Verandas did, I I believe, personally. And I think maybe if Sosa Sintra doesn't take that, sacking Mihilovic as well, forgot about that. that that's the, the big one, which sure. still cost us, I think cost us five, four million recently. Viviano too, getting not playing him, which I'm not sure was manager's decision. I'm pretty sure was the higher up decision. And so, Fernandes continued it as well. It has to be mentioned that at least as well, um, yeah. the Viviano decision. Mm-hmm. But part of me did feel a bit bad for Fernandes because obviously he didn't get the transfer yeah. window. But then obviously seeing in hindsight, he did have that first transfer window and he fucked it. So it's like, but at the time I was like, okay, Verandas, he, he's come up about, he's come to the presidency in, in sort of a, a dark cloud. He's a bit of a twat, but it is what it is. But like, Suza Sintra did fuck him over and I did feel a bit bad for him. But I guess without Suza Sintra happening, we don't win this title. Like it's also like the, the butterfly effect if this exactly. doesn't happen. So, I mean, Suza Sintra is definitely a senile old man at this point. He's like Grandpa Simpson. From the Simpsons, just or, or say whatever to get um, some screen time. But I mean, no one took him takes him serious anymore, and I think no exactly. one took him seriously when he was the president. So, yeah. Facts. Uh, Porto up two nothing now. Luis Diaz just scored. So, uh, Rio Ave is currently in. Uh, is it the penultimate position? Right. Let me just look. Penultimate position. Currently, Riwab is going down and Florence is in a uh, relegation playoff. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much on Mudalidad. All I have is Spartan did beat the Benfica basketball team. So we're moving on to the final against Porto. I don't know if the game's tomorrow or Monday. I think it might be like Monday. Um, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, anybody. Everybody knows the, the Mudalidad guys. is isn't these two that are on the screen. It's it's Stefan Christian. <laughs> um, and uh, I had one more. The B team, I think, lost, right? That was the yeah, only one I had. 3-2 to Benfica, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Um, so, oh, but that happened the last podcast, so never mind. Um, I think I had one more, but now I can't remember it. All right, whatever, today. it doesn't matter. I think it was the, the youngsters. We lost to Benfica, I think, 3-2 today. I think we lost mm. in, like, the 94th. I remember someone putting a screenshot of it in a, a chat I was in, but I, I don't quote you on that, but I, I definitely know we lost. And then the roller hockey, it's 2-2 against Benfica currently um, for the final four. Um, well, we've played, we played Benfica thing. in so many different modalities today. It's like, mm-hmm. is, is it all planned? Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. This is, if we're being honest, this is the modalities that really matters though. Um, 
the or, or the get the, the the derby i should say that really matters though is is uh is the hockey team the soccer team fuck that shit um <laughs> oh and the handball team won today against uh sc harta uh what does garrick ask here uh, i thought it was the games versus which count and we have one two nothing and one nothing against Fidens. that's what i'm seeing on the um that's all i'm seeing on the on my app on forza app that's why i see if is in the penultimate position if that's what you're asking garrick um and yeah, two two, and that's all. That's it with with Mudalidad. Uh, I'll just quickly ask you, what do you expect, or, or what do you want to see against Maritimo, uh, and your prediction on that? Uh, Actually, on that, is it fair that we rotate? Sorry, is it fair if we no. rotate, seeing as they are in a relegation battle? When you say that, probably not. But I think. There are some players that haven't played this season, like the backup goalkeeper, uh, Andre Paolo, who probably would like to get a winner's medal. And I think Amarim, you know, would lo- is is the, the sort of... He reminds me of like a player's manager. Like we saw in the celebrations, obviously it was celebrations, but he gave every player a hug. He, he seems to have a good relationship with all of them in training when you watch the backstage uh, sporting videos as well. But I would... I think we, we need to go for a full rotation. I think... If if Amorim said in the pre, he said in the press conference that he's experimenting for next season, and I mean if he wants to continue doing that, that's fine as well because obviously, he, like I'm not going to bash the man. He knows what he's doing clearly. So, but personally, the main things I would like to see is Andre Paolo to start. I want to see if he's actually any good. Asugo uh, to start, and I would like to see Pot and Eduardo Cresma as well because I want to see Pot get that. Um, goal scoring um title other than that i'm not too fussed like i mean like i said actually joe Pereira, if he does retire i would like to see him brought off to applause even though there only be five thousand fans in the stadium it's just a nice thing to see and i think he does deserve it after the serve he's given to us so yeah i'm gonna go with a one nil sporting win and i'm gonna say pot will score a free kick Nice. I I uh, I agree. I want to see a rotated team. I don't care if it's fair or not. I think Manitimo, to be fair, is pretty much almost safe. You know, they're they're one of yeah. the top ones. If it was closer to the bottom, then maybe it would be a gentleman, a better in terms of a gentleman's agreement, if I can use yeah. that word, to to have like the, our starters play. But yeah, Andre Paulo, I want to see Eduardo Kurejma. Maybe I wouldn't be mad if we if we rested Kwach this game. Um, but I think with the fans there, it'd be nice to to have him also start. Um, uh, but it would be nice to see Eduardo Kurajma, Nuno Menj, um, Mateus Nunes, Bragança again, and uh, I'm forgetting a kid. The, it's a four or five of them. And Inasu. I'd like to see all of those kids play uh, at least the last game of the season together as champions with the green hair. Plata, thank you, Juicebox. Plata has to start, I think. Uh, give him a run. Give Giovanna burn as well. But play pot. Uh, maybe bench Paulinho for Jovan, but play Pot. Pot needs to try to get the the um, top goal scorers, and then do what we were doing today. If we're if we're losing, or if we're tied, or we want Pot to maybe score a goal or so, uh, bring in the the main guys. Bring in Paulinho. Bring in Palinga. Bring in João Mario. You know, um, my guy saying uh, get Luis, Lucas Diaz. Not yet, bro. As, anyway. as well, if John Murray goes back to Inter and doesn't come back, maybe he's going to get the same treatment as as Jopera. Obviously, it's not career ender, but you know, if he does decide to 
he he's probably got some interest in him of in in Spain or Italy, not in Inter, but mm-hmm. I think he because again it's like one of those he's won the league, he doesn't have anything more to prove. You know, he might see Spain or England. I know he's he's actually thought of fondly by West Ham fans. I, I know a few of them, friends with some of them. They seem to to like John Mario. So if, if that if that comes to fruition again, who knows? But um yeah, I would like to see just like a I think it's going to be a lot nicer to watch a game with fans as well because as much as I like hearing Amarim swear twenty four seven from the sidelines, I think it'll be nice to have a few a few songs. Like when I went to London as well, listening to the the songs that I've not heard in over a year now. Within the pandemic, for what a year and four months, year and three months, I've not heard that for ages. So hopefully, we just have a nice day. And like watching, I didn't watch the whole game, but the FA Cup final today between Leicester and Chelsea had. I believe twenty thousand fans in attendance, and that was fun to to sort of watch and and listen yeah. to. So yeah, I th- I think it's going to be a great performance and a great spectacle either way. I agree, and that's why I'm going to say Spartan wins three one. Um, it'll be a nice. Or Andre Paolo is going to concede. Oh, Come I, on, man. I mean, Azan conceded three today or four today, bro. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, fair enough. Um. But yeah, that's the end of uh, one thirteen. Uh, there is nice one little... more announcement Sorry, ahead, that we need to go, make. Go, go, go. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. Me and Danny will be on um, a podcast oh, yeah. tomorrow. Um, it won't air till Thursday. We'll tweet it out properly tomorrow. Um, a Shamrock Rovers podcast. Um, I'll try and find the the, the, the account here because I've had a mind blank. But basically, our Green and White brothers over in Ireland have gone the season unbeaten they've won their respective um title i believe um we're just going to talk about similarities we're just going to talk about our season so if you do want to join us you know more than happy to have you um let me just find the link real quick yeah if anybody wants to uh send me some uh vital information on shamrock rovers not that I don't know who they are i know that they have a big rivalry with the red and black of Bohem- of bohemians um, but I'm not an expert, so you know, DM me some shit so I know. <laughs> and I'm not like a, the, a stupid North American. The the podcast is is uh, at East Stand Podcast. Uh, sorry, East Stand Pod, um, hosted by Gary Parsons and Carl Riley. Um, uh, Con Murphy actually recommended uh, to us to go on there. Sort of reached out between the two, so it'll be great if you lot could, could join us. It will be pre-recorded um I'm, I'm not sure if we can swear or not danny so we might be oh, okay. in a bit of trouble there well we'll confirm everything <laughs> tomorrow but yeah um when it gets released we'll we'll retweet the link but um they're on soundcloud i believe so if if you are free to listen please do facts i won't swear man it'll be too early in the morning for me and i won't have a beer i'll have a coffee okay. so i'm usually i'm usually nice um, but anyways, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, be on the lookout for that. Next pod is coming soon. Not a set date. Follow us on Twitter, Spartan160 underscore EN to find out when the next pod is. Um, hopefully we'll have uh, all five of us to end off the season. We're still campeons. Caralho. Caralho. Follow us everywhere, Spartan160 EN. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, you guys are sick. Uh, and. Yeah! Viva! Viva Sporting! Viva Sporting!